the crispy cats. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Crispy Cast, episode one, numero uno, or as I like to call it, the origin story for the rest of our lives, or at least the next 30 minutes. And who are you? Ah, Christopher Bernard. And who am I? Oh yeah, I better tell them. I'm uh, Jody Cameron. I'm here to co-host the Crispy Cast here with Chris. And today's episode, uh, just so you know, our podcast is going to be mainly on the talk of the characters and the worlds of our favorite fictions. Stories, how we, uh, yeah, how we learn about each other, right? How we learn about our world. Like, who doesn't love the heroic slash from the Blade of the Night slaying the dragon? Or the villainous, the villainous cast from the spell or the, the force of Darth Vader when he enters a room? It's true. But today's episode is on uh, the very lovable, the very handsome, Ewan McGregor. I'm just kidding, it's uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi, what a character. The one thing I just have to say about Obi-Wan, and it's probably my favorite thing, is... Uh, when I first seen New Hope, and we got we seen Ben Kenobi, this old man, I never considered uh, the before, like you know after Episode Three, and then like I never considered because when he, he, you see him, he's at peace, the older man, and he just seems like you know an old kook, like you don't think like the past would be haunting. I totally understand what you mean. As a as a kid, I'm focused on what I think is the lead character, Luke, in this grand epic space opera. And for that movie and maybe the, the next couple, he is the protagonist. But it, it turns out that Ben, or Obi-Wan, has an importance that it spans the whole overarching plot of this universe. But you don't know it. He's just this, uh, well, as uh, The Daily Show uh, described him, the galaxy's most powerful hobo. <laughs> so you, you just don't, you don't even know what he is. He's just some little old dude out in the desert. And uh, there's a hint. There's a hint of mystery, right? that he's Ben Kenobi, but there's this this idea of a, an alternate name, the Obi-Wan, like the Obi-Wan Kenobi. What is that? There's a little mystery, but you, yeah, you don't think that much of it, do you? He's just kind of a little hermit. <laughs> the space wizard. The space wizard. <laughs> he's a bit like the Arthurian legend's Merlin, who mentors uh, King Arthur. He's got that kind of, you're right, like, he is the space wizard. And if nothing else, the, the lightsaber really is like Excalibur. And that moment when, you know, he, he gifts it to Luke, it is like the sword being pulled from the stone. George Lucas definitely was heavily influenced by the kind of the myths and legends uh, of the world, including the King Arthur story. The difference, I think, is that Ben doesn't have, like, a grand wizardly presence. He, he really does feel like just an old man. And uh, I think it's a brilliant bait-and-switch because, in my opinion... You can't overstate the importance of Obi-Wan Kenobi throughout the whole series. I think he's the character that ties all the other characters together. He he grows like so much. Like when you see him like in the prequels, you know, he's the he's the apprentice to Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon dies and he's left with little Annie. That's right. And he's like, You you have to like train him and he's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, So can I train him? And Yoda's like, Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and so first 
the idea is that potentially Qui-Gon might be the trainer for Anakin. But he has his own uh, yeah. student, right? And that's Obi-Wan. So the question that's presented is, is Obi-Wan ready to be a mentor, right? Is he fully trained? Is he ready to take on his own uh, student? And Qui-Gon says, without question, without hesitation, yes, he's ready. When you look into the future, I mean, mistakes are made, right? And I think Ben blames himself for Anakin moving to the dark side. And ultimately the creation of Vader, because uh, he leaves him chopped into pieces. I have a question for you, and maybe this is jumping way ahead with the Obi-Wan Kenobi. But when... I mean, the idea that uh, Anakin had died in a space crash or a space battle, or at least that's how it was presented, right? Like, Obi-Wan says to Luke, you know, like, your father died, right? He didn't. He lived through. And not only that, it was a fight with Obi-Wan that led to his demise, right? He, he, he could have died in the sand next to that vo volcano on, uh, what is it called, Mustafa? What, what's that planet called? I am actually not sure. Yeah, I don't even know. We're going to call it Lava Planet. We're going to call it Lava Planet. We're, <laughs> we're going to call it uh, Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa. My question was like, what, why didn't Obi-Wan Kenobi finish him? Oh, I can actually answer this. The fan theory is, which I'm not sure if it was confirmed, was uh, after, you know, he says, I have the high ground, like, this fight's over. Yes. And he jumps and gets sliced into, like, you know, tiny little fun bits and catches fire. Uh, he takes a moment before he walks away and the fans believe that it's because he left it up to the force whether he lived or died sure so uh, the force willed his death I and mean, he uh, and of co according mm -hmm. uh, to the i also believe that's why uh, in the original series he said his father died because now that kenobi's out they can change whatever they want right with the prequels like um because in the show he didn't know that darth vader was anakin he didn't know darth like anakin survived until the uh, Inquisitor lady was like, he's alive. And he's like, oh, 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 crud. Like, oh, damn. Really? Right. <laughs> the Inquisitor lady is the one played by uh, Moses. Uh, what, what is the Inquisitor lady's name? Reva? Siva? Something like that? It is something like that. Yeah, I'm not, like I'm not that. quite uh, but, familiar with the But she's the, the black actress who so many people have been like, uh, there's a whole lot of racists running around saying they dislike uh, her for some reason. Did you see Ewan McGregor? He commented on that. He's like, you people make me sick. Yeah, he says you can't be a Star Wars fan and be racist. Yeah. And he's completely right. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the whole movie, every movie, there's like a thousand races in there. <laughs> yeah, why not be hating on the Ewoks? That's yeah. what I'm saying. If you want to be racist, be a, be a yes. racist against Jar Jar. <laughs> so yeah, he, he, he genuinely thought that, that Anakin had perished and that, that it was, if it was up to the Force, that the Force would, what, I don't know, make make the right decision. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe equally valid is that uh, they were friends and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi as one on the like the light side of the force as a Jedi knight that uh, his chivalrous and his benevolent attitude would disallow him from, from murdering someone on the ground who's helpless right that would be that would be a no bueno on the karma scale for someone who is supposed to be uh, you know the height of you know someone who's working for hope love charity in the universe you don't stab the even your 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 worst enemy when they're on the ground i don't buy it i thought he should have i thought he should have done him in I, I thought he should have decapitated him right there and it would have been over but then i got thinking you didn't kill anakin you allow him to live they scoop him up they robotron him into darth vader he becomes really the biggest badass in the universe 
I feel like it's your fault. Mistakes were made up to and including you didn't kill him. But then who ultimately takes out Sidious? Darth Vader brings balance to the force, right. just like they said. So I think it's it's a, it's it's an incredible, like that's a long con, right? Like that that's a that's an overarching plot. I will complain forever about George Lucas' writing. His dialogue is poor. Some of the writing is kind of lazy. I feel like a little bit of that is is in the Kenobi series, but it tonally it works. But if he if he truly had this mapped out, and maybe he didn't, like I don't know who is involved. In, the, in all of the writing, of all of the lore that they, they, they currently call canon. But I mean, it's a great, great piece of writing to have Obi-Wan be this galactic space hobo that really does... He's, he's the instrument of the Force <laughs> who is affecting all of these changes. And ultimately, no matter what he chooses, as long as he does it in faith to the Force, that things will turn out as they should. And I think that's really interesting. Does it mean things are fated? I don't know. But he didn't murder Anakin. And Anakin ultimately did bring some balance to the Force. But only after becoming the darkest part of it. And I think that that's an incredible piece of story writing. And the character of Obi-Wan is what drives that. Even though, you know, like as, as a kid, you're like, Darth Vader! He's the one you've got your eyes on. That old old man, yeah. you're not really dis- into. He disappeared, you're like, whatever. <laughs> right, like, why'd he do that? Yeah. Well, so, like, he sacrifices himself to have Luke and cohorts escape, and it's a really anticlimactic moment. How did you feel when, uh, you know, you have this epic fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi, and all of a sudden he's just, like, he becomes laundry? Yeah, <laughs> he becomes a force ghost. Right? So... I think what that was his... Um, in the in the prequel series, when he goes to isolation, Yoda says, "I have a task for you in your isolation," and I believe it was to uh, strengthen the connection, because in the in the new series you see him trying to connect with his master Qui Gon Jinn. So Yoda has clearly clearly given him instructions on how to communicate with Force ghosts or Force spirits, whatever you want to call them, and I believe we're seeing. Um, like his, he's trying really hard, and I believe that's why in the original series, when he just let it happen, I think he finally came at peace with what had happened, and that him finally coming to terms, finding his balance, allowed him to become a Force ghost, uh, thus you know being able to influence Luke later, whenever he's you know dying in the snow, he's like, Luke, get up. <laughs> and there's a certainty he has from him communing with Qui Gon Jinn after his death that he himself will not end with his own death that he too will will be able to mentor and and communicate with those that that he teaches right so i guess yeah you're right like he would be totally at peace and and understand that it's not the end uh, his physical body really at that moment is more important as a method to stop Vader from interfering with Luke's progress than anything else. Because he can still mentor Luke. He can still do that as a ghost, as Qui-Gon Jinn did for him, right? In this moment, this is the best use of my death. 
it was uh, one thing I also thought was kind of funny because they obviously decided to do Star Wars in like the most backwards order ever. Because <laughs> we, you know, we, we probably should have went up the chain. I mean, it works. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I also never considered was the struggle that he had to deal with after, you know, he lost his his Padawan, his brother, someone he was really close with, and you see like how he, he shuts himself off from the Force. He wasn't using it for 10 years, didn't train, was in isolation, was literally tormented. I, I love that moment where uh, he, he's talking to Luke's uncle and uh, it's apparent that uh, Leia's been captured by thugs hired by the Inquisitors. Welcome, welcome to Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers making an appearance on TV, which is really funny. Obi-Wan says, it's been 10 years, I'm not the man I was. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a really good Alec Guinness impression. Mine notwithstanding. <laughs> but, like, I'm like, you know, he, he really... I feel like what a great piece of casting. Ewan McGregor has... I feel like he does have the presence and physicality. He's got the vocal mannerisms of Alec Guinness pretty well. There are times when they cast people who are so dissimilar to an older or younger version of themselves that it takes me right out of something. But I feel like Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness are a real... They, they're a good match as far as actors. Uh, it works really well for me. But you're right. Like, uh, He's like, it's been 10 years. I'm not the man I was. You know, I don't have... Like, what, he hasn't been doing his force push-ups. Is that, is that what it is? Like, he's lost he his edge. He to stay hidden. Yeah. And it was just incredible because, like, you don't think about... Like, especially because when you see him as the old man, you don't... He, he doesn't seem beaten down. Like, you would have thought... Now, like, when you see the prequel movies, you see the way he was and then how mm-hmm. hurt he was. But they don't show you, like, you know, a year later what he was up to. Uh, and he just decided completely, like, the, he's all out of fight. He was all out of fight. Well, there's a moment where uh, he's spying on Luke as a 10-year-old. Not Obi-Wan is 10, but Luke is a 10-year-old. And in, in in the new series, in the first episode where he's got the little binoculars, and, uh, yeah, he puts them down, and he has this look on his face, and, and I think it, it's a great moment. It, sh- it shows Ewan McGregor's ability as an actor because he says nothing, um, and he just kind of he gives you this look, and I feel like he's got so much doubt and so much sadness, and there is that that there is a bit of defeated in, in the way he's looking. And you can tell, it's all over his face. I failed Anakin. I'm going to fail this kid. What's the point? The Jedi are over. Like, what am I even doing here? And I thought, oh, that, that's a lot in just a look. And, and I really liked it. I felt like uh, some of the dialogue in this series is not fantastic. Like, the Inquisitors come in and they're like, You know who we are! <laughs> Say it now! And tell us what we do. And I'm like, oh, really? Come on, this exposition is just not necessary. But at least where it's important, I think they're letting the character of Obi-Wan really show through that, that like you said, he's, he's, he's been beaten down. He's doubtful. And, and those emotional injuries are so important. I think when you meet the character of Obi-Wan in A New Hope, played by Alec Guinness, you, just, you see an old man. But, yeah, you don't know how much there's been, right? You don't know all that backstory. You, you, you don't you don't have a clue why he's even there. Why is he in the mountains in seclusion, right? Why is it... Does everybody have a space hobo hiding just, o- just over the hill? Does everyone have a space wizard hiding in right? the sand? I think you just wrote a great song. <laughs> Another thing I thought was... The one thing I completely thought was a horrible idea, I did not like... What brought him out to basically out of hiding was Leia getting captured because it was basically like a new hope. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Anytime you, you, your spare tire goes flat, 
call Obi-Wan. <laughs> I felt like on one hand it made sense that she was reaching out. I feel like there could have been something else. Like like how the Inquisitors had no... They, they weren't like... Obi-Wan was in hiding, but he wasn't the top priority. Mm-hmm. Where uh, they this one... Like the that lady Inquisitor, the third sister they called her, uh, was just so... Like, if I get Obi-Wan, I get what I want. But it was like, why was that the only thing driving you while you were hunting Jedi? Her character's motivation... And the way, the way that the other Inquisitors deal with her, I almost feel like the roles didn't make sense. That head Inquisitor should be like terribly horny to find Obi Wan if he's as powerful and amazing as he could be. Yeah. Right? Is he not the space wizard? He's like, yeah, put it out of your mind. We're after lesser things. The, the, yeah, they're like, right? well, the, the argument was they've been looking for him for ten years. If we ain't find him now, we ain't gonna find him. I don't understand why they can't sense him. See, I was thinking that too because, uh, well, I know you, you said you only you haven't got to the some of the other episodes. I have not. I've not watched uh, past the first one. But see, when Darth Vader steps on the scene, spoiler alerts. Uh, Is he alive? Oh, <laughs> he uh, he immediately as soon as Obi Wan like looks in his direction, he's like Doosh, dead stare, and then Obi Wan's like, oh damn, <laughs> exactly. So he was, but maybe that's because uh, uh, maybe. He, he was hiding because because you can cut yourself off from the force. Sure, like so uh, maybe there was a moment where yeah. he he turns it back on. Like uh, uh, the first time he uses it forever is uh, as you know, Leia is notorious for climbing and jumping, and she tries to jump a in a building she can't quite grasp, and she's like, "I'm falling," and then Obi Wan's like, <laughs> and catches her. So that might have been something that, like awakened, reawakened his his force connection or something. And and not to complain too loudly about the new series because there's so much about it that is is worth celebrating but my criticism of the inquisitors not being able to to maybe sense obi-wan notwithstanding he goes into town a lot doesn't he he's like very present for a guy who's in hiding he's like hobnobbing in the 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 village square a lot well he's supposed to be in a region where uh, they were only there because they had heard word there was a jedi true for instance they're in town and they're all upset and they're looking for uh, the Jedi and they, they you know they're throwing her. around threats and swinging lightsabers and shooting blasters and they're not gone 10 seconds and all of, uh, Obi-Wan comes around the corner and he's like Drat that was close and I'm like I thought that's crazy anyway that's TV I guess <laughs> that's the dramatic flair uh, yeah I thought that's that's kind of funny and there's moments like when uh, when Leia brings her little pet Tommy robot out of her pocket to try to save her. her, her and I'm like, did they not up. shake this kid down before that, they put her in the closet? That's what I was like, it's the size of a football. <laughs> right? It's like, hey kid, what do you got in? Are you happy, just happy to see me or do you have a robot in your pocket? What the flip? The, the, they're trying to replicate the, you know, the R2-D2 and the, whatever that rolling ball's name is. Uh, oh, uh, BB-8? Yeah, BB-8, yeah. you know, the cuteness. And they the, gotta do the cuteness. They gotta do the cuteness. I just felt like it was like, it was terribly contrived not sensible and was a moment that I could have done without although there was one thing I loved which just made me feel like Darth Vader I know we're talking about Obi-Wan but it happened to Obi-Wan <laughs> which is he had a nice he, he they come face to face and he's like they're clashing lightsabers and he goes oh you're getting weak uh, you haven't been training in your hideout and all that stuff giving him you know just busting his chops and then he 
uses the force and just covers the ground with uh, an accelerant, lights it on fire, grabs Obi-Wan, drags him through the fire, and he goes, now you'll feel a fraction of my pain. And just, like, really gets revengey. And, like, when he like when he first walks on the scene, he's just killing villagers left, right, and center. Just to flex his, his tremendous power. And it was just something you didn't really get to see in the previous films. I, I guess the effects weren't as, uh... So you'll hear the Inquisitors say to the third sister several times in just that first episode of Obi-Wan that, that she needs to be less rash, more tempered, right? They're so like... You know, like, dial it down, lady. You know, why Why the big boner for the Obi-Wan? And I, I still think that that's silly, that they should have every bit as much incentive and interest in finding him, and they don't, which blows my mind. <laughs> I feel like the Vader in, in Empire and the Vader in Return of the Jedi specifically is very measured. He may force choke you, but he often doesn't kill. Like, it's just for... It's kind of for show. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really... Like, he doesn't wreck villages and stuff, right? And uh, same even with Darth Maul. I expected him to be, like, a force to be reckoned with. And outside of one or two kind of flashy lightsaber battles, he just kind of <laughs> glares menacingly, right? And maybe that's part of that's the... his thing. Maybe that's part of the Sith, is that despite being the dark side of the Force uh, and, and a menace, a phantom menace even, they're, they're quite controlled. But maybe there is something to be said for, the, like, Jedi knights need to train to harness the force and there's no reason that that the sith don't train in every way as practically to contain that force while focusing it right because it's it's not something that is necessarily easy to do and and maybe if they don't have that kind of restraint that that it it may be that they're not able to use it Uh, i can't say what i know is that anakin is very strong like darth vader is is a chosen one he was and, and 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 Luke potentially as well. So it could be that well even uh what's his name? Young Ben uh Solo who Kylo Ren Kylo Ren. He, it is in his moments where he is most rash and most unrestrained, where he is most dangerous to himself, right? And maybe it is that the Sith understand that that's you don't want to walk that line because you can be more easily defeated if you don't just keep your stuff together. Right? <laughs> Although I, I did get a kick out of Kylo Ren because uh, he was basically part of like a group of Sith uh, boy band uh, called the so they're called the Knights of Ren. No kidding. And they show up for five seconds in like the last movie just for him to kill them. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're they're showed in the movie just like walking around and like you know arresting people and then like he's like yeah I'm good now kills them. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi, what a character! Until recently, a really underrated character. The, the fact that they've gone back and decided to tell more of his story, particularly this, the story that just precedes A New Hope, is it's a great way to bring older fans back, like me, who, who maybe were jar jarred out. You know, it's I checked out because of that. You offer us a like a high quality character with a high quality um, bit of writing that connects. It's the connective tissue between more of of the story. It's a great way to do it. I don't understand why they didn't do it earlier maybe the time wasn't right i get that boba fett and (laughs) and han solo are way more attractive characters like they're fan favorites uh solo he's like a rebel right he's he's the he's harrison ford (laughs) he's he's harrison ford um and boba fett is a character of mystery he was a send away toy um 
despite he had a jetpack. <laughs> I mean, despite being the most underdeveloped character with the lamest demise in the history of characters, like you're like, did that sandworm just eat him? Like, is he really dead? Like, what is going on it here? Turned out he wasn't. Yeah, right. I get, I get why they did their reboots or rehashes or stories first because you just you're printing money with something like the Mandalorian. The idea that these bounty hunters and the clones and all this nonsense all fit together and bringing Boba Fett as as maybe a better fleshed out character. I get why they made the Mandalorian. It's like a really cool samurai spaghetti western, right? Uh, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, and I get why they did. Uh, what what do they call that kid? What's the oh, name? Uh, everyone just calls him Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, but he's got like a name, like Boo Boo or something. <laughs> he's got a name, but he's the one, the child. Or whatever he's called. Little frog-eating mother. <laughs> it's Kermit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Kermit. And I get why they did a Han Solo film, but... Well, that sucked. Well, I mean, whether you liked it or not, I understand why they thought we're going to do that before we touch on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because he's, he's a fan favorite. I think Kenobi is a better choice. There's way more juice there. And if, if the rumors are true that based on the response that it's already getting, that they're going to look at making more Kenobi... You know, I, I can't say that's a bad thing. As far as I can tell, ever since Disney took over from George Lucas, they've mostly done quality work. So, uh, like I said, I don't think I don't think it can be overstated how important Obi Wan Kenobi is as the character that that does intersect all of the other characters. He defeated Darth Maul. He defeated Grievous. He led to the defeat of Darth Sidious by creating Darth Vader inadvertently by not murdering Anakin and mentoring him crappily. I think Obi-Wan Kenobi is the most important character in all of Star Wars. That's my opinion. He's been everywhere. Like, he was a general in Star Wars. Exactly. Was Gen- general Kenobi. Yes. <laughs> uh, like, so he was, he was not just a Jedi uh, in the political like aspect how they all had their councils or high chairs like he was in the field and he, and he did serve as, yeah. uh, as a as a, on the what, what do they call it on the board of directors of Jedi yeah like he was literally like in all aspects that a Jedi can be involved in he was everywhere and survived it all he was a Jedi before it was cool when it was cool when it became lame and when it was cool again I think that's amazing that's pretty cool that's all I have left to say on uh, Obi-Wan and Star Wars as a whole He is like the instrument of George Lucas to make all of these things happen. And, yeah, it's about time they got around to doing him justice and giving him more of his story so that we could actually truly appreciate how good that character is. He's not just a space wizard or a creepy hobo. I think he is, he's the one. Like, everyone talks about Anakin being the one or Luke being the one. I think Obi-Wan is... Obi Wan is, is the, one. the one. Yeah, it was a play on words. It was in front of our face, and we missed it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure discussing Obi Wan with you. Yeah, let's put that character up on the shelf. If people wanted to find you online, how would they do that? How would they find uh, more about what you do as a writer? Because I'm I'm a fan of your work. Do you have a Facebook? Do you have any social media? What do you do? Oh, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Crispy Comics. That's uh, K-R-I-S dot B comics. And uh, the, I have a Facebook page also, same title. Join us again uh, another time for another character and another story. Oh yeah, anytime soon. Yeah.